tell me lots of stuff and about their lives or their experiences and and you know typically uh, well often it's 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 good stuff but sometimes it's uh, they like share frustrations or or difficulties that they're going through and oftentimes those difficulties or frustrations are with their members of their own families even their spouses their kids siblings parents and and in, in a lot of times it's uh, it's disappointment they're just disappointed in maybe certain life choices that members of their families have made. Uh, spouses, kids, why did they do that? Why won't they do what they're supposed to do? Right, that, that kind of thing. Surely, you, you know, you have some knowledge uh, of somebody in your life that, gosh, why, why can't they put this together? Or why won't they do this or that? And I think the principal frustration that I at least hear from parents is that their, their biggest issue is because their kids don't go to church anymore, don't go to Mass. And that, that frustrates them, it bothers them a lot. And, and, and they would say, this, they would say, I, I, I don't know what else I can do for them. I, I have witnessed, I have, I have tried to practice my faith, I've tried to be joyful in my faith. Uh, I, I, there's, I don't know what else I can do for them uh, to make them want to do what it is they're supposed to do. Perhaps you've had that experience or feeling before. Uh, so it's a frustration. You know, the thing is, not to get angry about stuff like that. Yes, everybody disappoints everybody. Uh, don't get mad. I mean, you can get mad, but it's a temporary emotion. Anger is supposed to lead us to a productive result. We don't stay there. Uh, so you can get mad, but then you wait, wait, stop. What is the Lord doing here? What is the Lord's plan here? His plan is for all of us, even the people who are being disobedient or not doing what they're supposed to. So how do I, how do I embrace that reality and, and, and not let this get the best of me, where I get angry and bitter all the time and, and you know, that kind of person? I don't want, nobody wants to do that. Um, I, I think there's some answers today in, in, in the scriptures. Um, you know, in the, in the first reading from Isaiah, Isaiah is prophesying uh, against Israel because Israel has taken all that God has given to, to her and done nothing with it. They've, they've turned their back on God, basically. They squandered the inheritance. So God's likening them to a vineyard. He's, they're, they're the fruit. And, and it describes what God has done. God has lavished upon the, his bride. He loves her. He's gonna just, it's a love affair that he has with her. So he's holding nothing back. He's given her... Uh, you know, the wall and the hedge and the fertile soil and, and the watchtower and protects her and, and, and gives her everything so that she can grow and bear fruit and be beautiful. Yeah. And Israel turns around and says, I, I don't care. I really don't want to do that. And so what it's, what's going to happen is, and this is what love is too, because uh, God loves her and gives her everything, but then when God sees that she doesn't want anything and is spurning him, he's, gonna, he's not going to chase after her and beat his head against the wall and become angry about it. He's going to say bye-bye. He's going to let her go until she's ready to receive the gift. So two things. He's not going to violate our freedom by forcing us to stay and do what he wants. It's our choice. And, and at the same time, he's going to say, I'm going to be here when you come back. That's, that's love. And so what Jesus is doing today is basically fulfilling uh, 
He's fulfilling Isaiah. And he's talking about the vineyard. And he's talking about Israel. And he's talking about, hey, you know, remember the father in Isaiah was giving Israel everything, lavishing everything upon her? I'm it. There's nothing better that God can give to us, the new Israel, the church, that he hasn't already given to us. He's given us Christ. He's given us his son. Are we going to be like Israel and turn around and you know, disrespect the son and walk away from the son, kill the son? Uh, or are we going to like say, hey, God is in love with us and he's given us everything we need. There's nothing better he can give to us. As Bonaventure just said, gave, it all, gave us all that he was, all that he could, all that he had. There's nothing better. And yet we'll walk away from him and we do it all the time. So not only do people disappoint us because they don't take what we give them and you know, and they don't practice the faith, they don't go to Mass, they don't get their kids baptized, they get married on a beach in Mexico, whatever. They're always going to disappoint us. What's our response going to be? Yeah, we can be disappointed and be angry about it and even express that, but at some point you have to say, I've got to trust that God's got a plan here and he's going to use me to work it out. And the only way he's going to use me to work it out isn't with anger, it's with love. How can I love these people back into what the Lord wants for them? And don't think that this is against the people who disappointed you, your spouses, your kids, your siblings, your parents, whatever. It's, it's about how you and I have disappointed people and how they offer forbearance and patience with us. And they try to love us and pay, uh, pray us back into, into, into obedience to what the Lord wants for us. You know, I, I, I stand up here and I'm fully aware that, you know, that as a, as a priest over the years, in my 30 years, I've disappointed a lot of people and that I haven't always been there for them and I've made a lot of mistakes. And praise God for your patience and your forbearance. And all I can ask for is that keep praying for me. Keep, keep overlooking my faults and maybe seeing some of maybe the good qualities, the few that I possess, is recompense for, for my manifest unworthiness. Yeah. And, and you for your part. Well, you know, I can look, point at myself, but I also point at you and say, yeah, I was a pastor. There are a lot of opportunities for me to be angry about stuff when people don't do what I think they should. And, you know, whatever those things might be. Uh, and, I, and I might get frustrated. Like, you know, why can't I get them to maybe be more evangelical? Or how come they won't? You know, the people who left after COVID never had, why, why won't they come back? Whatever. I, I could just, you know locked up in that and become bitter. Who wants that? Who wants an angry pastor? That's ridiculous. <laughs> why would you even listen to me if I was? Like, why would your kid, when you get angry at your kids and tell them, go to Mass, go to Mass, go to Mass, and at some point they're going to say, I'm not listening to you anymore. We, don't, it's, uh, we get frustrated with each other. But are we going to stay angry and bitter? Or are we going to say, all right, what's the, what's, what is the Lord's plan here? How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to manage this? Like, like last night, I was at the, I preached it before downtown, or at Crane. And somebody came out after it. I gave this homily. Somebody came out and he was all, I can't follow I feel so bad. You know, I wish I had been a better teacher or a better example to my kids about the faith. It's all my fault. I said, no, it's not. They have brains, they have free will. You know, they're, I mean, they're not robots that you program to be disobedient. At some point, it's their responsibility. And besides, not, your work isn't done yet. You don't beat yourself up for the failures you've made. You just step up and say, okay, now, I'm in the vineyard and I'm going to, you know, the Lord's giving me everything and now I'm going to use that and he's giving me and I'm going to try to bear fruit. 
I'm going to witness, witness my faith with joy because yelling at my kids isn't going to help. Yelling at my spouse isn't going to help. I can certainly just express my displeasure at times, but I don't stay there. But mainly, I can witness the joy of my faith and how my faith is, has changed my life and made my life better and I'm happier and more effective and more fruitful because of my relationship with Christ. I'm going to witness that. I'm going to tell my kids that I'm going to pray for them and I'm not going to stop praying for them and I'm not going to tell them. I'm never going to stop telling them that I'm, I love them and I'm going to pray for them. That's, that's what we can do. See, the, the, the formula is right here in Paul. You know, we've got our bookends of the vineyard, but right here in the middle of it is Paul. And what does he tell us? It's like what I told this guy last night. Paul says, stop being anxious about these things. But in everything, what is the, what's, in everything do this instead. No more anger, no more recrimination, no more holding grudges, no more putting people out of your life. Uh, no, just three things. This is what you've got to do. Pray for them, petition God for them, and thank God for them. Because we have a tendency to overlook people's good faults because we're so angry at them. We're so angry at what they're doing that we overlook the fact that how much joy they have brought to our life because there are things about them that are actually pretty good. Thank God for them. Make your requests known to God. God's plan, not yours. God's time, not yours. God's work, not yours. Get out of the way and let God work through you to affect the change in the lives of the people around you that he wants. Let him use you. Not with anger, not with beating your head against the wall, not becoming a bitter old person, one of those people. But he says, finally, brothers and sisters, look for in the people you love, not the things that you're disappointed in, you know, you're going to work on that with them. You're going to work on that with God. You're not giving anybody an excuse to, do, to, to not be obedient to the Lord's will. You're just going to be more strategic about it and let the Lord be the one who uses you and works through you. He goes, but in everything else, remember about them what is true, what is honorable, what is pure, what is just, what is lovable, what is gracious, what is excellent, what is worthy of the people Worthy in the people that we love of praise. That's, that's the answer. You're angry at your spouse. Well, yes, okay. Turn it over to the Lord. Pray for them. Petition heaven. But then thank God for the gift of them. Thank God this crazy person that I married won't do what I want. But he also loves me. He takes care of me. He works hard for me. He's a good father. He's a, she's a good mother. Uh, they're funny. They, they love people, they have respect, they, or they teach our kids manners, they protect the home, they protect our kids' in, whatever, our kids' innocence. There's so many good things. Do not overlook those because of, there's that one thing about them that is a failure that can be overcome when we trust in the Lord's plan for them and we cooperate with that plan. Yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's enough. Um, <laughs> sometimes I have a temptation to go a little bit like, oh, let's do a second homily, you know? <laughs> no, I'll leave it. But I'll, I'll leave it with this, uh, this from St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, he was a, a priest in Paris a couple hundred years ago. And 
worked with the poorest of the poor, and he created a, a congregation of sisters, the Daughters of Charity, and they were, they were very fervent in their desire to serve the poor, but sometimes they got upset with the poor because the poor weren't grateful. The poor wouldn't do what they uh, wanted the, the poor to do. They wouldn't help themselves or lift themselves out of their poverty. They, they wouldn't pray with them. They wouldn't go to church, even though they were getting all this stuff from the church in order to not be poor. I mean, they just the ingratitude. And the sisters were upset. And the same Vincent Paul knew it. And he said to them, sisters, knock it off. This is the poor. You know, they are very difficult taskmasters, as you well know. So what are you complaining about? You knew what you were getting yourselves into. Yes, they're hard. But they, need, they, they, they hunger for the dignity you give them. Because, yes, they are difficult. But it is only by your love, only by your love, that they will forgive you for the bread.